Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. Also, you can help us out by going to iTunes, cheapseatreviews.com, click on the iTunes button, and purchase anything you want, the soundtrack to this movie, or the movie itself, or anything else that you want. And a portion of that uh, purchase will go to our podcast. I thought Shep told you. Shep didn't tell us much, Jerry. Well, okay. It's... Except that you were going to be here at 7.30. Yeah, well, that was a mix-up then. Yeah, you already said that. Yeah, but it, it's not a whole pay-in-advance deal. See, I give you a brand-new vehicle in advance, and then... I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and debate... I will say this, though. What Shep told us didn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh, no. It's real sound. It's all worked out. You want your own wife kidnapped. Yeah. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 70, and today we're talking about 1996 Fargo. This podcast is a true story. The events depicted in this podcast took place in North Carolina in 2015. At the request of the survivors, the names have been changed. Out of respect to those who suffer each week, the rest has been told exactly as it occurred. I am Sean Orr, and joining me tonight is Chad Osher Evans. How long did it take you to come up with that? Which one, the Osher or the other intro that I took directly from Oh, the other intro. Uh, that was the intro. Yeah, oh, sure. I, I, I imagine that was pretty quick. No, the other thing was literally what the words were at the very beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, I got that. Which, which, which are a complete and bold-faced lie. Just want to let you know. Nothing Aww. in this movie Nothing in this movie was real. Um, when the Paul Bunyan statue wasn't real? That's actually not real either. That's a prop. Aww. Though there is a Paul Bunyan statue in that town. It's like in, it's not at the intro. It's not at the intro. It's not at the city limits. It's like in town hall or something. So there you I go. Did, I, I and, did think and there, that the, and there the is blue no brief, ox was that was cute. Yeah, and there is no brief, briefcase on the side of the road somewhere full of money that so, we know about that people have actually gone and looked for. Um, Cornelius, he shot me in the face. Logan, don't you know that was pretty bad on that part? And I, I think I, I think I, uh, I, I think I recovered very well. And uh, you know. <laughs> It almost sounded Irish there for a second. It was, it was heading that way. I, I couldn't hold it very much. That was a, that was a good, I appreciate your attempt. And Sam, Woodchipper Vector. Hey there, Sean. How you doing tonight? You doing okay, eh? Uh, yes. I am doing All righty. I, yeah, I hope we have a well. good uh, podcast. You know, I, it, uh, this is uh, the, the home of a lot of my family up there, and, and I'm hoping what, to do Canada? them proud. Canada? <laughs> You're doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. I bet they're oh, yeah, this ain't you know. a good, uh, this uh, ain't a good uh, podcast, you know. Mm. 
Well, thank you for that. Uh, that is Sam. He is actually from that neck of the woods, and so his accent is actually fairly genuine. Oh, um, yeah. You know, a lot of my family up there, they, they talk a lot like this, and uh, you kind of get used to it when you go up there. In fact, I'd go up there during the summers, and and uh, being around them all so long, you'd start talking like this, and and it's hard to get rid of it when you come back down here to the south and, and uh, pick up that southern uh, slang. So I'm, I'm going to ask a, a real question. Is this what is happening? Like, are you being serious? Like, your family actually sounds like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of them. Are you going to talk like this the whole episode? Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I think it would drive you crazy if I talked like this the I whole time. I think it would drive everyone crazy, not just me. I'm actually okay oh. with it. I'm okay. fine with it. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> okay. We will have zero downloads for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, our Midwestern... Uh, our Midwestern contingent probably uh, download this and, uh, yeah. and and make it their favorite episode. No, maybe that's true. Oh, I, I believe the uh, the constituents up in Lake Wobegon might, uh, <laughs> oh, might really appreciate this. Lake Wobegon, yeah. you know you where the really all old. the men are strong, all the women are strong, all the men are good looking, and all the children are above average. You have to be old, absolutely, to get that reference. If you don't get that reference, kids, ask your parents. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. So, thank you, Sam. Yeah, um, yeah. no problem. Um, Any day, uh, I'm here for you. You know, go go get some donuts and uh, Tim Hortons. Um, <laughs> I know that's Kansas, not Minnesota, but that's uh, close enough. I'll go. I'll go out back, start uh, painted some mallards for the for the stamp collection. You know. Yeah, you got made the three cent stamp. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, this is. Uh, episode 70, I said Fargo. This is also a very, very special episode. Uh, and you're like, well, Sean, every episode is a special snowflake. And no. That's, that's true. No. No, they, they are. <laughs> you calm down there, you cynical jerk. Special <laughs> as in... This is special as hey, in... Hey, look at the special guy? Or no, that was like, Silver Linings, you know. That was yeah, Silver Linings. That was Silver Linings. No, this is more like special as in... We're going to do something at the end of this episode that we've never done before. And before I told you, you I'm not taking off my clothes. Even well, It doesn't matter. Not you're on late. a podcast. So, um, uh, And before you also insert what, you're going to be good? Nah, no, I'll beat you to it. No, we're going to do our top ten. Well, we're not going to do all of our top ten. We were challenged a few weeks ago by listener Jen, who said, you know what? I want to know what your top ten is. And so I... I put it out there last week, um, exposed ourselves, as you were. Um, ah, there's the clothes oh, reference. Yep. Oh, my. And um, I'm going to, we're going to do 10 through 6 tonight. Each of us are going to pick, we've already picked our top 10 movie. Corny. Most it, of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, our top 10 movies. And we are going to um, kind of talk about them, just briefly talk about them tonight. Um, we want you to basically... Most of you either will have, or have heard of them or maybe you haven't heard of them, but we're not going to review each movie. I just want to hear from you guys, from the three of you, why you picked that movie. Why is that movie in your list? Why is it special to you? Why is it a favorite? Why? I want to know the why, not really the what. That's what I want to know. But that's later in the episode. We are still going to do Fargo. We're still going to talk about Far- Fargo. We're still going to talk about tropes and trivia and um, wood chippers. Um, with all that being said, Catherine had these lovely words to say about Fargo. Fargo. 
Jerry Lundegaard's inept crime falls apart due to his and his henchmen's bungling and the persistent police work of quite pregnant Marge Gunderson. That's right. She was quite <laughs> pregnant. Um, that's it. That's this movie. This is, oh, yeah. this is Fargo. Um, short, I mean, not short, low-budget film. Seven million, um, I think, seven right? Seven million. There's, there's a couple of things that I, I... This was my first time viewing it. Um, actually, let's just go ahead and do that first. Chad. Hi. This was my first viewing of Fargo. Um, and honestly, they probably could have cut out a good 45 minutes. Of, <laughs> it was only an hour and a half as it is. I know. And it would have been a much better movie. Um, there was just a lot of, what, what, what the hell is going on? And why am I looking at this? And there's a lot of things that didn't really add to the plot. I mean, I guess it added to the character development, such as why did why did Watch Your Face need to be pregnant? Uh, I mean, she could have very easily been not pregnant, and it would have been fine. But I think it added a vulnerability to her. Yeah, I, I I also like some of the comedic aspects of that. You know, like um, always eating. She's constantly hungry. People yeah. in this movie are doing like one of three things: either you're killing people. They're either eating or they're having sex. And that's pretty much it. That's true. Can yeah. I also say that this movie escalated very quickly? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's like, we're going to cruise at about a three, and the cop shows up, nine. Nine. Yeah. Even, like, the kidnapping scene wasn't even that big a deal. You know? No, it was kind of like, Yeah, it was just kind of funny because, like, they, like, they were, like, they were, they, they reminded me of the burglars from Home Alone. They really did. You know, except that she didn't have a house full of booby traps to take them out. But, um, Oh, sorry. So to continue, Chad. Oh, thank you. Um, where else are I going with that? Mm. Uh, I talked about it being short. Uh, escalated very quickly. <laughs> um, I will say that the uh, they did a pretty good job of making it seem like it was in 1987. Um the cars, Using especially. The, oh God, yeah. Especially the Oldsmobiles. That was what were we thinking last from the past? Um, we were five. Same as thirty. I know, but like people that <laughs> bought them, like whoa. Anyway, they it were was a different time. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the recording. You started just like it, though. It is, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I try my best. Yeah, I appreciate that. I expect nothing um, less from you, Chad. Yeah. Uh, did not see the wood chipper coming. <laughs> uh, I did see the double cross. I saw that one coming pretty far away yeah um because that's a trope you know that is a trope but here's the other thing why did he just not pay off the car he had an extra million he could have just said okay fine here you go but instead he got greedy and then got he, he got up. an axe to the face and the other side of the on him too i mean it, mm-hmm. oh he's just oblivious to how crazy that other guy was yeah, it makes me weird wonder a couple of things. Uh, I guess we can go there now. Uh, hang on there, Corny. Um, how are they friends? How do they know each other? Like, I don't think they know each other. I think they were put together by the the, the Indian guy. No, because Shep even said, I don't know the other guy. I only know Carl Showalter. I don't know the other guy. Yeah. So Showalter, you know. Picked Steve, him up somewhere, basically. Yeah, they were, they were somehow together in this. And so, but I just thought it was strange that they, they didn't have a relationship and that 
Peter Stomata, however you pronounce his name, was so willing to axe that guy over 40 grand, or maybe it was just because he was annoyed by him, um, which could be just as easily the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, escalated quickly. But I just thought their relationship was strange, but maybe it's supposed to be that way. I don't know. Well, and it, this is a, I mean, it's a two-man job, I would think, the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You need to have some sort of backup with that. So more than likely, he had to help. He had to find somebody to help him. And, I mean, if you think about where you go to try to find somebody to help kidnap somebody, it's not the nicest of places you Craigslist. peruse. Right, yeah, Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> Maybe now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to get a quote-unquote crew together, even if it's just the two of you, you should have some kind of rapport with the guy. I mean, even in, what, the usual suspects, they all knew each other, mm-hmm. you know, to a point. They all had relationships with it. They all kind of trusted each other-ish. So, anyway, whatever. Corny? Chad, were you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry, pal. Corny? This was my first time watching the movie, and um, Chad in our little... Uh, 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 I guess chat. Um, yeah, group me. Yeah, group me. Um, I, I sided with Chad with the comment that he left. I won't say said comment, but um, I had no idea what I had watched when I was done. Uh, <laughs> I felt dumber, and I will award them no points. May God have mercy on their souls. Wow. <laughs> so you weren't a fan. I was not a fan. Was not a fan. Oh. Okay. Don't you know? <laughs> I do. Uh, Sam. Yeah, and by the way, I'm, I I will try not to go back into my northern accent, but I, I cannot promise that it won't sneak out every now and then, especially it's, it's, after watching this movie. And especially when I start playing a couple clips. Yeah, oh, Lord. Um, I really do fall into that trap every time I visit family up there. I'll come back uh, speaking northern. Um, I, I wonder, but anyway, this you, is... When you go up there, are they like, oh, my oh my gosh, with your southern accent there, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just <laughs> the coolest thing I've ever heard. And, and to me, my southern accent is is fairly mild compared to, yeah, you know, I, like Kim, my wife's, or even some of you guys. Your, your wife from Pennsylvania and her weird southern accent. Yeah, yeah, that she picked up in the three or four years she was in Charleston. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was there for yeah. five minutes, and now she says Sam. Sam. Anyway. Um, this is the second or third time I've seen this film. Um, I really, really enjoyed it the first time, I, mainly because I can. Uh, relate to the characters just because that's where they're from. You know, some of these folks acted a lot like my family. Um, Not the crazy folks, but just the townsfolk. Um, Because everybody up there is fairly nice, and uh, they really do talk like that. Everyone is uh, Marshall Erickson, basically. Yeah, there you go. That's (laughs) that's exactly it. Um, But uh, I, I really enjoyed it the first time. The third viewing, I knew what was coming. I knew, you know, like Chad said, it escalates quickly and, and, you know, you kind of look forward to those scenes, but it takes a while to get there. And Mm -hmm. Chad complained a little bit, but this movie is a heck of a lot more about atmosphere than it is any kind of story. And let me tell you, it's pretty cold. (laughs) They show it bleak. They show it cold. um, They show, uh, you know, this, uh, what's his name? Lead actor. um, Macy. Macy, yeah. Macy, you know, which I love most of the stuff he's in. And I like him in this, really like him in this. But how desperate he becomes and how stupid he is. And 
I still don't quite understand why he needs this money. <laughs> it's the, literally my last note that I had yeah, in my script. Did, did anybody get that? No. And this is my third no. time, and no, I still and I, don't know. Uh, did it have something to do with the cars that they were calling about? Well, that was he was embezzling the money. He was basically taking getting insurance money on uh-huh. these cars that didn't exist, but he needed the money. That was what he he needed the money. Some other outside source required him to take to need money, and that's what started yeah. his embezzling and then willing to steal from his father-in-law. But we don't know what that outside source is, right? No, no idea. Okay, just like we don't know what was in Joe the Pesci. briefcase in Pulp Fiction yeah. or. Okay, because I was thinking, I mean, I I was like, man, I tried to watch this fairly closely to try to figure this out this time, and I I still couldn't do it. I was trying to think if that's that's a Coen Brothers thing. Yeah, I don't know. Their their movies are very atmospheric, though. Oh, yeah. You know, they they like to have that that feeling of place in all of their films. I didn't know they did that. But I enjoyed it. It's it's interesting for the first time. I, I I don't think repeated viewings make it any better or worse um but it's it's a decent flick obviously it's got to be good uh, cinematography is really good it was uh nominated for best picture of the year back in 97 96 right? yeah well yeah 96 97 so you know it, it I, I i think i don't know does it hold up maybe not quite as much but really that was a pretty down year for uh picture motion pictures 96 Seven or whatever it was, because I think the winner was English Patient, mm. which is probably one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty bad, actually. Okay, how about you, Sean? Well, this uh, this was my first time viewing it. This was on kind of my list of shame because um, I would tell people at work, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And you consider yourself a movie fan? You've never seen Fargo? I'm like, "Easy there, Chief." Okay, like, Coen Brothers aren't my favorite type of films, um, but then I look at the movies that they've done. And I actually really, really liked, um, I mean, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is great. Absolutely. It's actually a really great film, and I love it. And not just because it's kind of based in the South, and it's loosely based on Homer's Odyssey. Odyssey, And an Appalachian State grad was the producer of the soundtrack. Um, The physical... But yet again, a movie that has a a certain place. You know, they really make that atmosphere in place. Yeah, I've never seen The Big Lebowski. I do want to see it. I've never seen Raising Arizona, which I need to see. That one's pretty good. I do like Raising Arizona. And I've never seen Miller's Crossing, which I've been told is pretty great. Um, I want nothing to do with Bad Santa. Um, That's a Coen Brothers? Yeah. They they produced it. They didn't direct it. That's not worth it. Um, Don't waste time on that one. Uh, no Country for Old Men was really, really great until the last... Uh, don't say it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, there you go. Was it kind of like Fargo, where it all happens towards the end? No, no. It, no. it, it, it escalates actually fairly early, um, and that movie has way more um, intensity. Not intensity. What's the word? Suspense. Suspense, okay. Than this one. You know, like, as soon as you see Javier Bardem, you're just kind of like... Okay, who is he gonna kill now? Oh, you know, and like, and he, you know, he's he's a, he's a psychopath. He really is. Um, you know, didn't he? Was he nominated for that one? Yeah. Did he win? I think he did because he was great in that, and he was terrifying. Because oh. uh, he would <laughs> he walked around with two four, he had two weapons, a shotgun with a silencer on it, which sounded really cool. And is there such a thing? Uh, he built one. 
and uh, and a um, it was a cattle killer. So like when you kill cows, you it's a it's a can of compressed air, and with a, a little actuator, when you hit the button, the air comes through and it pushes out like this little, I don't know, maybe four spike. or five inch spike, like the alien does in Aliens, uh, and it, that's how they put it to the cow's head and kill the cow, and and he kills people with this thing. It's awful. Wow. So there you go. Um, he, they also and I also loved True Grit. Yes, the new one. Yes, I, I thought True Grit was great. It's a fantastic movie. Um, so all of those kind of have kind of the same tone. Is they're all kind of in their own way dark comedies. No, No Country for Old Men. There's actually zero humor in that. This is a dark comedy. Uh, yeah, it's, it says crime drama thriller. But it's kind of a dark comedy, you know. Yep. Um, don't you know? Uh, <laughs> they're kind of, I think, not, not making fun of people from up there because they're from up there. They're from Minnesota. So they they know kind of how it is up there. So I, I, I think, so, yeah, to, to my own question, yes, this is my first time viewing it. I actually really enjoyed it. I was kind of... Um, uh, there was a couple of things though that are like mis misnomers or misleading. Like the 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 photo, not the photo, the poster for the movie is that picture of that red jacketed kid lying face down in the snow. Even the picture on IMDb is like someone has um, like cross stitched that scene. <laughs> and so I thought that that moment was what caused everything. Yeah. And then I'm watching the movie and I'm going, wait a minute. One percent of the movie takes place in Fargo. None yep. of it, none of what actually happens and actually matters happens in Fargo. The only thing that happens in Fargo is they meet to discuss everything. But but who would go see a movie called Brainerd? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if they would have, <laughs> if they would have labeled it and it was still this movie, it would have been, it would have been a good movie, I think. Uh, Brainerd just doesn't sound as good as Fargo, I think. Well, but Fargo only sounds good because it's a good. There's a good movie behind it, you know. Like Star Wars is kind of not really a good name for a movie, but because the movie behind it's such a great movie, you buy it. If Star Wars was the movie that Star Crash is, you know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. then we would have the same guttural reaction of you know uh of that when i say star crash you like want to like almost kind of puke a little bit you know um well at least maybe just chad yeah uh, so this movie has a 8.2 rating on imdb it won it's two high. Os- won two oscars um sam already mentioned one and what's her beak won the other one um did macy didn't win no he was nominated mm-hmm. uh francis mcdermott won McDormand won for this. Um, for the pregnant cop. For the pregnant cop. Did you guys see the uh, the cameo by our good buddy, star of Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell? <laughs> On TV. <laughs> I did not. He I noticed the, that I, for the first time. I didn't time notice that. Time. Yeah. yeah. He's the soap. In the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. He's the soap opera actor. As soon as you hear oh, that, yeah. as soon as you hear that voice, I'm like, it's Bruce Campbell. But it, <laughs> and it was an actual show that would air up in that area. It was like a local soap opera. It wasn't even a national soap opera. It was like a local soap opera, and it was like from the from the 80s. <laughs> um, 
this movie, I was trying to find the thing there, and I can't seem to. Oh, uh, so uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, a budget of seven million. So how much did it make? Uh, it grossed in the U.S. twenty-four million. Hey, that's not bad. So yeah, it didn't do great, but it didn't do terribly worldwide. So thirty-six million plus the twenty-four is what it grossed worldwide. So this is one of those movies that didn't make a lot of money, but it did what it needed to do. It won two Oscars. You know, I mean, it was a low indie, like just like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction yeah. was the same way. Pulp Fiction didn't make any money. It just I think, didn't. This one kind of pretty much jumped the Coen Brothers into the into the realm of uh, of basically everything they pretty much touch looks like Oscar material. Yeah. Other than things like Bad Santa, but. True grit. Well, they didn't direct that, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So like they've done. So like raising Arizona, which I think won some stuff. Yeah, I right? want to say uh, what's a crazy, crazy face. It was no. It was uh, nominated for two. Uh, Nick Cage wasn't he nominated in that? Uh, crazy face. Crazy face. I don't know. Steve Buscemi. No. No, that's Nick Nicholas Cage. He won an Oscar. I can't believe his. He won. He won an Oscar for best actor in a leading role in Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, um, he was nominated for nothing for that film. Oh, okay, never mind. He was nominated for Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films for Face Off for Best Actor. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I bet you he's won a whole lot of Razzies, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't think they show that on. Oh, Razzies. Here we go. Let's just do this for half a second because it's not a lot. He he won, nominated, Worst Actor in Left Behind. Nominated, 20, that was in 2015. 2013, Worst Actor for Ghost Rider and Seeking Justice. In 2012, he was nominated for Worst Actor in Drive Angry, Season of the Witch, and Trespass. He was also um, Worst Screen Couple with Drive Angry, Season of the Witch, and Trespass. Nicholas Cage and anyone sharing the screen with him in any of his three 2011 movies. <laughs> Nominated for in 2008 for Worst Actor in Ghost Rider and National Treasure Book of Secrets. And No, I like National Treasure. The first one's okay. The second one's not very good. Nominated for Razzie in 2007 for Worst Actor for The Wicker Man and Worst Screen Couple, The Wicker Bees! Man and his beer suit, bear suit. So there you go. I love the Razzies. That's one of my favorite things ever. Um, what's your name? Sandra Bullock is one of the only people ever to win both an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. Yep. Um, so there wow. you go. Yeah. Cause what she was uh, all about, all about Steve and uh, I can't think what the, the uh, blind side. Yep. So anyway, um, neither one of those people are in this movie though. William H. Macy, I thought was great. His, little strange affectations and he was nervous all the time and I thought he was great. He he hit the accent perfectly. Oh, he was so good. And like he's he's a guy who's trying to have his wife kidnapped and he still seemed like he was just the nicest guy ever. Like even when he was getting angry, he just still seemed like a nice dude, you know? And it was pretty funny. Um So there you go. Uh I so uh, some of my tropes, rich, uh, the rich in-law hates somebody. You got that rich father-in-law who has, he's got to hate somebody. He's either racist or he, he hates his in-law's son or somebody like that. That's a big trope. Um, 
another big trope I wrote down was the other bad guy has violent issues. Violence issues. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a touch. Did you guys see, any of you guys seen the movie Hostage with Bruce Willis? No. Tony? Not sure. No? Okay. Um, he shook his head, which is great for radio. Um, <laughs> basically, in that movie, it's the same concept, right? Bruce Willis is a cop, whatever. And then these, there's three kids. There's the two brothers and then the other guy. And the two kids accidentally be, take hostages in this house. And then the other guy takes it way more serious and actually pulls a gun and actually starts killing people. Oh. Um, yeah, he's, so like that trope, that's a really weird and violent movie. And I owned a DVD, but anyway. Well, you're kind of violent. Um, well, it's Bruce Willis movie, and I like Bruce Willis movie. So, and you're kind of violent. And I'm kind of violent. I he guess. was great in *Lethal Weapon*. Mm, <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't. That was not him. Um. So, uh, so yeah. So there's that trope, right? So there's another trope that's like that. Like, um, what's that movie? *Dust Till Dawn*. The, the, uh, the part that's played by. Uh, feet man, what's his name? Director. Um, Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, he uh, he plays the other guy. You know that crazy little psychopath kind of guy, and George Clooney plays kind of the straight bad guy, so to speak. Um, so there you go. Uh, Shep also had some anger issues. Holy cow! He showed up and beat the hell out of Bushimi. I'm surprised Bushimi left her alive. Truth be told, I kind of expected mm-hmm. that. I thought that's how he was gonna die. <laughs> But I knew that he got shot in the face, or face. Face. Um, he got shot in the face. Um, <laughs> he was also an idiot, and he was probably the worst. Uh, he was certainly one of the worst criminals we've ever seen. I mean, they, they, <laughs> the two of them would. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, uh, thank you. The two of them would rival the Home Alone cops, or bad guys. I mean, good gosh. He tries <laughs> to bribe a cop with a $50 bill. Oh, you can just handle it here. And uh, what was the name of the town, Brent? Uh, Brenton? Brainerd. Brainerd? Yeah. And then. Oh, what Step was that out of the car, did you, sir. Did you see that? Uh, what's the movie? Panic Room. Did you guys see Panic Room? Yes. That, yes. You know what I'm talking about? The other guy? Who's he? His Carl. You know, like guy Carl wore, wore the mask and was the guy who killed people. And you generally, if, if all they do is grunt, that's not a good sign. Right. You right. know? Yeah, when 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 you when you have one of your guys having conversations like this, this is probably not a good thing. Keep our spirits up, fight the boredom of the road, and you can't say one thing just in the way of conversation. Fuck it, I don't have to talk either, man. See how you like it. Just total silence. Two could play at that game, smart guy. We'll just see how you like it. Total silence. <laughs> He's winning the quiet game. Yes, he is. Uh, I like that stuff. That made me laugh. Like I actually like laughed um, because I don't know if we all know a guy like that, but I think I do. The guy that's kind of like he has to have the last word, and he always has to have the one up on you, and that's just the way he was. You know, it's just he cracked me up. Yeah, I think you know. I think I know somebody like that too. No, you don't. Are you sure? <laughs> um, okay, I'm done. I give up. You, you, you win. <laughs> my bad. Chad drops the mic. No, He's that out. was actually Corny slapping it with his phone. That's what oh. we're calling it now. 
Is that what they're... <laughs> you go blind. This is like the third time we pulled out that joke, and I don't know if we've been recording on all of them, but it's been hilarious. Um, grumpy Dad is so anal with his money that he wants to negotiate with the kidnappers. What a douche. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, Especially I, I when his daughter's involved. That just... They're very similar. <laughs> yeah. Do what, Sam? It, especially when it involves his daughter, it just blows my mind he would do that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not say a million dollars. What about, like, like, wait a minute, what? I mean, for all you know, this is real. You don't know that it's not real. And then, of course, he shows up to the drop, and Steve Buscemi goes, he pulls out Who's his it? inner Shep and pulls a gun out and shoots him in the chest. Well, um, uh, it's more in the lower left abdomen, oh, I okay, think. fine. There you go. He shot him in the lower left abdomen. Right, it right. right in the spleen. Ugh, I know. It's painful. Um, but here's one thing out of that scene that drives me nuts. Why doesn't he shoot back? He's on the ground going, uh, uh. And all of a sudden, Bachimi comes and, and just puts five rounds in him. He has a gun. It's a six-shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't if he you, start shooting back? Maybe well, he was like Barney Five. He, he did. Had, I mean, he, he, shot, he shot him in the face. Yeah, he, he backs around and then maybe he's slowly losing blood or something and he can't function. I don't know about that. I, I mean, just I was sitting there. I was like, dude, shoot him back. Keep I, shooting. The only Keep thing shooting. I can think of is like if you shot a guy in the face, don't you kind of think you've won the face? Yeah. I mean, you shot me in the face. Uh, that's going to stay with me for a long time. <laughs> I think you did catch her that, right? Of course I did. Um, uh in the face. Chad, you mentioned earlier some awkward moments that didn't need to be in the thing. Uh, yes. What about weird Asian friend hitting on pregnant married cop <laughs> that scene? So there was no. Was point. that even necessary? <laughs> that was so random. <laughs> it was. It was. And so I'm sitting there in the, just watching, going, "What is? Is what is happening? He's just." Other than the fact that it's it's again it's just complimenting the cop character. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I guess it was just strange, but I, I liked it be- for that reason because that's kind of what Coen Brothers do. They they interject these little kind of awkward moments that don't really have any relevance to the movie. Um, <laughs> they did that a couple times in No Country for Old Men. I don't think they did it really that much in New- True Grit um, because they were oh. following another movie. You know, they're already taking an existing movie and making it their own. Um, a well-known and beloved movie. Breakfast. Do, that. Have you have you seen the original one, Chad? Yeah. You like you liked it better than this new one, or or what? Um, I actually like the new one better. Mm. Yep. I'm um, the same. Just because. Yeah. It's made I, for I our generation. Well, it's, it's not it was even, made for our generation. It's not even just that it was made for our generation. I think people from the fifties and sixties didn't have a good idea of what the West was actually like. You know, yeah. like men wearing pink shirts and tassels. I mean, like you've seen back to the future three and they send Marty back and they're like, what idiot put you in this? Like you did from the fifties, you know, like that's what they thought. So like that version of true grit is how they thought the West was, was kind of not what it kind of was because it was kind of a terrible place to live. (laughs) Um, so that's why they, this new version I thought was actually really I, I like the new version a lot. I saw it in the theater, I think. Yeah, we saw it together, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we, we did. did. Oh, we invited Chad for that one. Oh, okay. yeah, we did. Good. I don't feel Once so in a while, we were invited Chad. I don't feel bad. Corny, were you there? 
for was this one was this was one that a high our, point trip? I was probably going to say it's one in one of our Black Friday trips, right? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Um, sorry, on Black Friday, I'm usually uh, busy doing you know Being. things. <laughs> okay, we won't go there. Instead, I will play this clip. I tell you what, from his footprint, he looks like a big fella. You see something down there, Chief? No, I just think I'm gonna barf. <laughs> you okay, Margie? Yeah, I'm fine. It's Wait just morning it. sickness. Well, that passed. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't catch the next line, but then she says, "Now I'm hungry again." <laughs> So one thing that this movie does, I mentioned earlier, that there's only three things that are happening in this movie. They're either having sex, they're either eating or killing people. Um, or in her case, shooting them in the back of the leg. With a thir- with a stub-nosed 38. Man, that's a good freaking shot. I was about to say, from what, 30, 40 yards by that point? Yeah. Um, but at least she missed on the first shot. It wasn't one of these yeah, she's crazy just, yeah, she's, movie yeah. tropes, you know. Yeah, it, it would actually make sense. I'm surprised she didn't... Uh, Again, not knowing the movie, my first thought was, is he's running across the ice and she's firing bullets into the ice. She's going to crack the ice and he's going to go under. Yeah. That's what I thought Mm -hmm. at first. Um, Would that really happen, though? I don't know. I mean, would would a guy really chop a guy with an axe and put him in a wood chipper? What else would you do with him? Well, I mean... Break I mean, the talk ice about, and drop them down in the water. I don't know. Yeah, but people can find them that way. You chip them up, and they, and it's harder to find them. Well, if you find them, oh, I'm pretty sure you can find them. But I mean, like, but when <laughs> it's here, gonna be harder there. to put them back together. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, even if you dumped them in the water, I mean, we don't know what time of the year it was, but it was clearly very, very winter. What time does yeah. it get summer out there? June? It's never. Well, I know you can't go swimming till the end of July. Right. So I mean, like, no one's gonna be near that lake to. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, by that point, yeah. you could have been long gone. That's what I'm saying. Is like, his downfall was that he had to stay and and mulch up this body. <laughs> um, and uh, so, anyway, there was, um, I just, it was a gross scene, and it kind of made me laugh. And my wife watched this one with me, and as soon as I heard the wood chipper, I'm like, I think there's something coming with a wood chipper. I said, so you might not want to watch this next part. <laughs> so she like buries her face in her iPad and she's like, just let me know when. And when she comes around the corner and all that snow is red and there's like that little hose that's inside the wood chipper just pouring fake blood out. I'm like, yeah, this is gross. Don't watch this part. <laughs> and this little foot is sticking out with his sock still on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that's what's getting the chipper clogged up. It's all that fabric. Yeah. <laughs> and before someone says, how do you know that would clog up a wood chipper, Sean? Okay. When I was working at the theme park, we literally had to destroy costumes. No. Uh, we had to destroy animated character costumes. And they gave In a us chipper? A, yeah, they gave us a wood chipper because the heads are made of like kind of... Uh, styrofoam. Not, not styrofoam. It's like, um, it's like a hard plastic. That is so wrong on so many levels. Oh man, watch! Oh, you... Yeah, when I when I threw <laughs> Astro's face into a wood chipper, the problem was is the plastic was so hard that it kept bouncing out. Um, <laughs> and when you throw fabric in there, it didn't tear up the fabric out; it just shot it into the trash can. Um, so we actually had to destroy them with axes, sledgehammers, oh, yeah. and saws, right. sawzalls. Um, I literally cut SpongeBob SquarePants in half. Nice! It was um, awesome. It kind of was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> 
And we also Why had you a, take pictures of that. That would have been epic. It's a little. Uh, yeah, it's a little it, against the rules here. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I would have actually if I if they would have found out, I would have lost my job. And we were also supposed to um, distribute them throughout different trash cans in the park because different ones get picked up at different <laughs> times because they didn't they didn't want to run the risk of somebody working at the dump finding four pieces of SpongeBob and duct taping them back together, you know. Because that could happen. It could happen. I mean, they were, they, they, well, whatever. But uh, I do remember uh, uh, doing very terrible things to um, uh, Scooby Doo's face. Yeah, yeah. I actually, that was actually, that was actually the hardest one to uh, dismember. Yeah. Anyway. Rorge? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this happened. Yeah. Hey, they said they were going to the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Is that useful to you? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, bobbing their heads. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, you guys probably never watched the TV show Reba. No. Reba? Uh, yeah, Reba. Yeah. Reba McIntyre show. With Barbara Jean. And Barbara Jean. That, the, sec, the hooker number two, that's yeah. Barbara Jean. <gasps> T- today has been awesome. Right? <laughs> that was Barbara Jean. Sarah no. noticed it. What, Chad? No, I've never seen that because I have a set of testicles. Stop it. Yeah. Anyway. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah, because we you, haven't lost you, our man card you don't yet. Watch, yes, because your wives never make you watch things. It's actually a pretty funny show, watch. and the daughter's really hot. I'm not going to lie. Excuses. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I don't want your judgment. Judge Judy over there. You guys can just braid your hair later. Um, I don't. I can't. Not you. Them two. Because okay. they're living next, near each other. Or I guess in the same house, really. So well, I don't have hair. That would also be the... You have some in your face. I do. I could breathe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then know. this is the last clip I got, and this is it's kind of long, but and there's a lot of F-bombs, but just hang in there, okay? It's a fun ride. Are you actually going to rooster tail this? Oh, I, yeah. These are all rooster tail. These are all pretty done. You could have my truck. I'm taking a Sierra. We split that. How the f*** do you split a f- Car, you dummy. What a f- chainsaw. <laughs> One of us pays the other for half. Hold on. No fing way. You fing notice this? I got fing shot. I got fing shot in the face. be <laughs> 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 funny. <laughs> oh. Has that one guy ever been in a movie where he doesn't have an accent? Uh, Peter Stormare. Stormare, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Russian by birth, or he's 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 from one of those countries near Ukraine Russia. or something. Like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, no. Okay. Um, Sorry. When I saw him, I thought all I could hear is, "Is Punk think he can die in my club?" Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we yeah we've seen him in Bad Boys too. Uh, I one of my favorite roles he does is he plays Satan and Constantine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I want to do for this this podcast. He's a great creepy Satan. He really is. He's really good at Satan and um, as a Satan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so whenever Chad says his thing or something about not you, today, Satan. You, you know, you know who else follows that Satan, or whatever. <laughs> Just think of Peter Stormare. <laughs> you know who else follows that Peter Stormare. That's right. Uh, he uh, he didn't play a bad guy in Minority Report. He played a weird eye surgeon doctor person. Um, but he was also yeah. Russian still. And he was also a Russian cosmonaut in uh, Armageddon. So there you go. He's done a lot of other things, but those are his highlights. Um, yeah, that's Cosmo, it. Cosmonaut, not too bad. Tropes, I also wrote, shoots gun, sticks it in pants. Oh, that trope. 
he shoots the gun like six times, right, when he kills... Wouldn't it be really hot? Absolutely it would yeah. be hot. You would <laughs> never stick a gun you just fired into your pants. In Mother Russia, a gun shoots you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you'd lose a testicle or something. Jeez. Uh, bad guy turns on bad guy. That's another trope we, we mentioned oh, earlier. Yeah. So there you go. The big double cross. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Speaking of you betcha, Audible.com sponsored this show. Um, you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. Trivia! William H. Macy begged the directors for the role of Jerry Lundergaard. He did two readings for the part and became convinced he was the best man for the role. When the Coens did not get back to him, he flew to New York where they were starting production and said, I am very, very worried that you're going to screw up this movie by giving this role to somebody else. It's my role, and I'll shoot your dogs if you don't give it to me. He was joking, of course. Wait a second. So so if he shoots his dog, his dog, wouldn't they try to say something to him? Hold on. Hold on. Okay? You're jumping the, you're jumping the shark here, Sam, okay? All right? Though I know you don't read the script. You just, no. have, you just have to bear with me, okay? Okay. 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 I'm just worried about that dog. Okay. Don't you know? You don't worry about the dog. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get angry. Don't. Don't. Don't get angry okay. about okay. the dog. Okay. Maybe later. <laughs> Gayer Grismond, Peter Stormare, has 18 lines of dialogue in the entire movie and never says more than a complete sentence at any time. By comparison, Carl Showalter has over 150 lines of dialogue. Uh, I also mentioned. Already mentioned Bruce Campbell. When Jerry is first talking to the man from GMAC on his office phone, the scene was set up with the vertical blinds in his office windows open to give the appearance that Jerry is in a jail sale due to his scam he is obviously putting out to GMAC over the fake sales invoices. Hmm. Um, The snowplow that drives past the motel at the end of the movie was not part of the script. Signs in the area warned motorists not to drive through due to filming, but a state employee ignored them. Hell yes. Heck yeah, state employees. That's Woo-woo. right. He's like, I don't care what you got to do. I got to get these roads clean, fool. <laughs> Soundtrack gave, I gave this an S-W-O-R-T, somewhere over the rainbow-ish. Did you guys get that feeling? I, I didn't, actually. Oh. I did not. It's the no. first, the opening music sounded like somewhere over the rainbow to me. I didn't get that. I, mean, I, felt, that the, I felt that the soundtrack was a little bit too epic for... What yeah. I was seeing. I, I will go with that. Um, Epic like somewhere over the rainbow? No. Oh. <laughs> it was metal. You have been shot down, young sir. I, I, I'm telling you, that's a thing. It sounds... See, now you're going to make me find the, the freaking intro to this movie. Oh, he's doing it. He's doing it right now. Um, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's got an iPad. And... He's no, got Sean, an iPad. don't do it. He's got don't an iPad it, and he knows how to use it. Um, sorry? You know who else knows how to use an iPad? Not Sam. Satan. Satan. There it is. Steve Jobs. Come on, guys. Was he really? I didn't know he knew how to do it. Also known as Satan. But not anymore. Huh. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chad. maybe, maybe he's, he's got an iPad Ghost for me. device. Chad. <laughs> Sorry. See you, Chad. Lying and things. Come on, Chad. All right. I guess I will hang up on you. Man, that got worse. Wow, what was that? Talk about escalating. Um, Goodness gracious. Thanks, Chad. You missed your mark. No, I I hung up like 15 minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you then, pal. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Something was weird with that computer. Yeah, dude. it sounds wrong. 
come on, here we go. Rainbow. <laughs> no, 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 no one else. No. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, that sounds very Russian. And um, all right, yeah. One, one last time, they'll give up on it. Come on. No. Okay. No. For whatever reason, my brain wanted to say that it sounded like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'll go with you that this movie was a little. Um, maybe the score was a little bit bigger than what the movie should have been. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there you go. That's that's gonna be kind of it for for yeah. Fargo. Um, well, here's a here's a big question for you, Sean. Okay. Why was this movie nominated for Best Picture? And don't say it was a weak year. What was it about this movie that the critics loved? I think it's because it was different. It was a little strange. It was a dark comedy. It was a different time. It, well, that that was that too. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just think that there was something about it that's. It's a little Oscar movies. Uh, the Oscar, the Academy loves when you come up with something. You're, there's nothing unique about a murder mystery. I mean, there's nothing yeah. unique about that. But the way they told it was really interesting. The you have the unlikeliest of cops, who was a pregnant sheriff from Brainard, um, Brainerd. who's probably never fired her gun in the line of duty ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I, I I thought it was it was I don't know charming maybe I don't know that's not the right word but no charming is a good word don't you know it is that that's uh, real nice there. You, uh... <laughs> Courtney said like nine words in this podcast, and they've all been in that strange accent. I love it. <laughs> Don't make fun of me because that's the only accent I can do, and it has to be that sentence. Oh, quick sidebar. Um, uh, I've uh, picked up a new app, speaking of languages and whatnot, and um, it's called Duolingo. And uh, you learn, um, you know, about 13 languages you can choose from, and I am uh, learning Spanish and German. See. Si. Nice. Yeah, old. Okay. Um, mind cough. Ah, there's a callback. So uh, there you go. My script says, what did we learn? Well, not well, a damn thing. I, I learned one. What's your stay, stay away from Peter Stormare. And two, yes. stay away from Peter Stormare, you know, especially on a road at night because he will chase you. By the way, those kids would have been fine had they not sucked at driving. Yes, <laughs> let's absolutely. Just, let's just say that for a second. Why the hell did they crash off the road? It was a straight freaking line. The only thing I can think of is maybe because it was icy conditions, but, like, why are you even turning your wheel? It's a straight road. Anyway, <laughs> if it had been, like, a sharp curve, I totally would have bought it, you know? Like, he's going 100, and it's a sharp curve, and he doesn't see any into the field. Upside well, down. and you say talk about escalate quickly. That car flipped. Yeah, that, that car was on its roof. So yeah. not only did it, uh, uh, what should I call it, and uh, get off the road, but it was going fast enough to flip, flip. over. And then Fat Boy ran out of that car, leaving his girlfriend behind. Yeah, yeah. Gotta like, do what you gotta do. I mean, gotta make that money. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um. Uh yeah, that's uh that's it, right? Yeah, so that's it. That's it. That's the uh, con- uh, sorry, but I said Congo. That's Fargo. Stop um, eating my sesame cake. <laughs> sitting, there, sitting there right in front of me. Stop eating my sesame cake. Uh, but no one said that in this movie. Um, 
So we're going to go ahead and do kind of the wrap up the podcast, uh, the Fargo portion of the podcast, by saying um, we're not going to do a top three because we're going to do our top ten. Uh, well, five of our top ten. But before we do that, we did have an email. <gasps> yes. Email. 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 Beep, 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 beep. Um, from our buddy Jeff. Jeff Tuttero. Emails. Hey, guys. Jeff here. This is your AOL listener. I hope this gets to you in time since I'm using AOL, and this is Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I just watched the interview. Three weeks ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Great uh, Scott. <laughs> um, here it is. Sorry. Uh, find it again. Um, I just watched the interview, and I can't believe you missed the sound clip from the end of the movie where Skylark is in the tank and he yells at Kim Jong-un, if you hurt my dog, I'm going to get really mad, or something like that. Anyway, it was such an important part of the film. Can you go back to the clips and see if you have it? Thanks. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Well, Jeff, oddly enough, I did capture this clip, and this is James Franco yelling at Kim Jong-un. He's got the puppy in the back, you know, um... What's his What's his face? Uh, beard. Seth. Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's Seth in the back with his dog, and he's shooting at him with the helicopter. And then he opens up the hatch and screams out loud. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. Uh, for some <laughs> reason, uh, for some reason, he had a really weird uh, kind of hillbilly accent in that part. But thank you, Jeff, for the email, and thank you for calling me out. You're right. I totally missed that clip, but I did have it. I just forgot to play it. So, uh, thank you, Jeff, for that. Um, top, not, not top 10, out of 10. Chad. Um, six. Six. <laughs> you seem confused. Fake Paul Bunyan. <laughs> you just seemed confused by that. You're like, six? Six? <laughs> what is this number six? Okay, six Paul Bunyans. Oh, uh, one of my notes that I didn't say, just wanted to mention, apparently, if you need to go to Minnesota... Go to the Blue Ox, because that's where you get to have sex. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> with, with Barbara Jean. Corny? Uh, I, uh, I got to give it a five. And it was a, it's a I mean, obviously. It, it didn't it, hit you right. It didn't hit me right at all. Uh, I, I can't say it was awful, because it wasn't awful. It's just, it left me with uh, feeling numb. You know, the kind of numbness that you feel if you. When it's 32 a, degrees or when it's 32 degrees outside and you've got your foot inside of a wood chipper. What chip on? And uh, I, yeah, uh, yeah, five. Okay. Sam. All right. Um, I'll probably give it uh, seven and a half clog chippers out of ten. <laughs> okay, cool. And I will take. Um, I'll take seven point seven five shot in the face. And the um, only reason I don't do this higher is just because it just doesn't have a whole lot of replayability. In it, that's true. This you know, is... once you see it, it's like okay, I, I don't need to see it again. Whereas there's some other movies you look forward to watching again. It's a well-made movie. Yep. It's just not as much fun the second time. Uh, yeah, just like yeah, kind of like Barb Jean. <laughs> I'm with you. Ooh, the second time. Um, I'm with you there. It's kind of like like the Usual Suspects or Reservoir Dogs. Like I'm glad I watched yeah. those movies, but I don't know if yeah, I don't know if I could if I could do that again. Um, Corny just showed me a, a meme. It's or not a meme, but it's just a picture. It's a, someone has taken a little Darth Vader head from a Pez dispenser and put it on the fader of a soundboard, and it says <laughs> uh, Darth Vader. 
Yeah. <laughs> I find your That's great for radio. Disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so now, here it is. Now, now we are here. <coughs> Lame. <coughs> okay, hold on, Chad. We're going to have to have words here in a second because you're making fun of my field here. All right? If it wasn't for sound, guys, this podcast would not happen. Um, <laughs> and the world would be a better place. That's probably true. <laughs> so, so damn it, sound guys. <laughs> Though in fairness, I have saved two out of the well, two of the three of you asses as far as sound goes in the last two months. So there you go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chad, just true. waiting for the phone call when you're like, I'm at band camp and I can't get the soundboard to come on. And then I will tell you to turn. Well, it more mainly save the old people from being able to hear the church service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, assisted listening is a glorious thing. Here we go, what? ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I didn't play. I didn't create a special thing. Should have. I didn't. But I Insert it right here. That was great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> great job. Hope. That would be my new top ten. That'll be the top ten thing that I'll also play next week. Whatever I, I choose <laughs> to create. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be awesome. I can't believe you came up with it on the spot, though, like Sam was saying. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. Inspiring, uh, even. Yeah. I really like that I Latin. Just, I, I like that Latin feel you put in the middle of it. <laughs> Stop it. Because <laughs> now <laughs> I don't even know what it's going to be yet. Or do I? Nope, I don't. All right. Uh, we also have audio clips from... Um, from the different uh, from the different movies, I have no idea what the other three movies, uh, other guys' movies are. Uh, I don't know. And I would I would like Sean if we could do this uh, just by each of us going uh, number ten, then each of us going number nine, and so on and so forth. That is possible. Okay. Um, yes, that's very possible. Okay, so here we go. Top ten, Chad. So this is what we're gonna do. So like Sam was saying, this is our our top ten. These are our personal favorites, and again, I'm going to ask you the why. So, Chad, I'm going to, and Corny Sam, I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to play the clip, and then you'll either either we'll either guess what the movie is, or you'll tell us what the movie is, <laughs> and we'll we'll go from there. Okay. So, Chad, you're okay. up with this. Tim. Ryan. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what it is. Oh, Corny, do you have a oh, guess? Oh, really? Not a damn clue. Your microphone's not on. Try again. Not a damn clue. I know what it is. Um, <laughs> what is have, it? We have done Chad? it on this podcast, and it's in our top five, according to Cheap Seat Reviews. Is it Crimson Tide? No. Or not Crimson Tide. No, uh, Hunt for Hunt, October. Hunt for October. Oh, okay. So you remember as he's walking channel. through the, you know, the... <laughs> The silos and yeah, some things in here don't react too well to bullets. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, Good. like me. So, 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 why, Chad? Why? 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 I, I just, I've always liked this film. Ever since, uh, ever since the first time I saw it many, many years ago, you know, it's always, you know, I've always liked submarine movies, um, but this one. I guess it's just the combination of characters. Um, you know, Sean Connery's just awesome. And um, um, I, I just, I really like the film. I mean, it was just a, it speaks to me. Okay. It was a so time. to speak. Yeah. Cool. All right. Corny, you're up. All righty. Let's go. We'll take Cook's car. We won't be needing it. 
Okay, I, I know it's it Arnold. It's an Arnold film. Was that was that Commando? It was Commando. Commando. <laughs> that is on my my list of shame. I have not seen Commando. Oh, Sam, you need it's, to. <laughs> it actually is worth watching. We bash it, yeah. but it's worth watching because it's a lot of fun. Is it one we could put on the background and just kind of do other you things? You actually while need we to watch it one time. Yeah, I you need to watch act- it one time yeah. and then. You oh, okay. Need, you need to actually devote an hour and a half of good like. Get a beer and some popcorn and go downstairs. You know, the girls are taking a nap and just have fun. Okay. I like it. Yes. Yes. So is it, what is it about a corny that, that breaks into your top ten? All right. So the first time I saw this, I mean, it was at this point in time, this movie's been out for years. And uh, I used to watch it on Saturdays. And it came on almost, it felt like every Saturday, Commando would come on at 1 o'clock. And I would watch that movie. And I know I've watched it in my lifetime at least ten times, uh, just from Saturday mornings. And then I finally, uh, uh, it came on Netflix finally, and I watched the entire thing. And, of course, there are scenes that I was like, I didn't know that was in there. But um, it just it reminds me of my childhood and the fact that Arnold's always been a, a uh, weird actor and the, the fact that... Uh, <laughs> he can't uh, pronounce anything he right. He killed everyone with everything imaginable. Including a saw blade, right? Yeah, uh, including using a uh, circular blade as a freaking frisbee to <laughs> behead someone. Not behead, <laughs> sorry, scalp them. But anyway. Nice. Interesting. Okay, Sam, are you yeah, ready? So far, so far, nobody has gotten any of my top ten. Well, that's good. We've only, <laughs> only had, two. We've only yeah. had two, and I, I'm <laughs> actually, truth be told, I'm actually surprised about Corny's. Um uh, I, knew, Why? I knew that he liked it. I'm just surprised it made top ten. Is all. Uh, I knew that you're a fan of the movie, and and why not? Who doesn't like Arnold running around blowing up shacks filled with gasoline? Um, <laughs> I'm just still a little surprised by Commando. Um, <laughs> okay. everyone, everyone was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam, you ready? Yep, let's go. The one constant through all the years, Ray been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. I didn't quite realize that clip was that long. Uh, um, I, uh, I'll tell you, I want to take a guess and say episode five, Empire Still Second Base. Yep. <laughs> no, it was... Um, <laughs> never mind. Yes, Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams. Absolutely, Field of Dreams. There you go. Yeah, I'm a sucker for these feel-good movies, especially for some reason when it comes to father issues. Um, I know Big Fish didn't make my top ten, but it came awfully close. Papa, can you hear me? Um, It's not that I have a bad relationship with my father. It's just for some reason these things get me. And uh, Field of Dreams came out pretty much during the prime time of my movie, uh, my ability to go see movies and see them again and, and again and again and again. And there's just something magical about this movie, and uh, still the the surprise of of who comes and who plays catch, uh, you know, strikes me at the 
at the feels every time. All right. Yep. There you so, go. So number 10, Field of Dreams for me. My number 10. It's the happiest I've ever felt. But it's complicated. Is it strong? Then let's give it a try. You feel ready? Just do it. Nymphomaniac. I'm surprised that made your list. <laughs> Expecto that ass. Yeah. I'm uh, guessing. I'm not real. Harry Potter 3? Yes. Harry Potter. Is it 3? The... The... Now, yeah. that's the one. Uh, is it Prisoner? Yes. Okay. Prisoner. Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban. Um, and the why, you ask. Uh, I don't think this is the best film of, this, of the eight that they made. I think Deathly Hollows, the last one, is actually a really great film. And I think the fifth one is actually really great. Um, I actually liked the fourth one, even though it's nothing like the book, but I think it's a fun movie. But this movie, the reason is that this movie is what got me to watch and read Harry Potter. Really? Uh, at the time, this came out right after, uh, well, it was a few years after the, no, yeah, it was right after like, the Return of the King. And so yeah. in college, there was like a weird faction. It was either Lord of the Rings people or Harry Potter people. And we were all kind of like Lord of the Rings people for what, for the people that I was hanging out with, Andrew and Chris and our, my buddies. So then, and the first two movies were just these kid little silly things, and and I didn't care. And yeah. then my buddy was like, uh, in fact, it was Billy who said, "Dude, you got to oh, go." Billy. Yep. He says, "You got to go see this in the theater." And I said, "Okay." So Sarah and I went and saw this in the theater, and I loved it. I loved the yeah. tone of it. I loved the John Williams score. I loved everything about this movie. Even the weird time travel parts that don't make sense, I'm fine with. Um, I love all the little glitches where you can see Hermione's belt pack, you know, her loft belt pack, you know, when she's creeping around. Like, I, all that stuff I'm good with. This is what got me into Harry Potter, and this is now, this movie is the reason that I own the whole thing on Blu-ray and all that stuff. So, so there you go. Harry Potter 3. The Prisoner of Azkaban, and I had a hard time with this one. This one was my. This was actually my <laughs> hardest pick. Is which child got left behind? Yeah, yeah. The last one through the door. You yeah. know, you've all your little orphans standing on the outside. And I and I told the guys, listeners, we're not doing honorable mentions. We could go on that oh. for an hour. Where this is it. This is the list. Yeah. Okay, Chad. Here we go. Number nine. Number nine. Oh. Halloween's finest trick or treaters. Ah. The job I have for you is top secret. It requires craft, cunning, mystery. And we thought you didn't like us, Jack. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly expect this to be higher. I actually I did, did too. too. I expect this to be like number two. Um. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, when I was play when I was placing these, and I love this film. Um, I, I absolutely, you know, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, but it is, it's, it's kind of a seasonal movie, and by kind of, I mean it really is. Um, really, in that October to October through December um, range. So, which was brilliant marketing. 
Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, I loved, um, a Tim Burton is awesome. B Danny Elfman is equally as awesome. And, and it's weird. in claymation, which is freaking genius. Um, <laughs> when it's done, when it's done right. So, I mean, I just, again, I think this film hit me when it came out. Um, I think I may have been in middle school. I don't remember when it came. I, I really don't remember when it came out, but it just, it, it stuck with me. And I think that was the beginning of my, um, Ascension to power. my passion for Halloween. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, cool. Did you see it in 3D? I did see it in 3D. Yeah, that was nice. I thought it did, does real well in the, the 3D conversion. I felt uh, some of the things were kind of, you know, it was hokey. Um, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was some cheap 3D tricks. Well. Like the Muppet, like Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, I cannot argue with one thing you just said, because um, I have reasons. <laughs> yeah, that, reasons that you will find out soon. <laughs> uh, corny. All right. Oh, hold on. What the fuck? <laughs> Stupid <laughs> book. <laughs> I just, you know, are I, you I, serious? I have that clip. I realize that. that and I, <laughs> you know, I could have. <laughs> so now instead of, he could have just. <laughs> I completely forgotten. I had completely forgotten that that one was one that he had. It's literally right here. <laughs> oh, it's not completely. Yeah. Um, I can't. So that one snuck into your top ten, huh? Wow, that's impressive. I, I, like I said, man, I fell in love with that movie, and I've actually watched it uh, two. Twice uh, since two weeks ago. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you, Corny. <laughs> he didn't warn me. He's like, "You're gonna have to rooster tell this one." And uh, <laughs> well, then again, you only had a little bit of the clip. I would have had to. Well. No, yeah, yeah. We wanted to hear that. The whatever you did, but yeah. Stupid <laughs> book. Yeah, I have that forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, yeah, so yeah, you fell in love with this thing. That's I cool. Did. That's cool. Um. I don't know if that one would have cracked my top 50, to tell you the truth. And, you know, I was very surprised when I was going through. I was like, you know, what movies I like? And I was like, man, I've really gotten to like this movie. And, I, you know, I, I mean, I've already watched it twice in the last two weeks. So I, I, hey. I imagine I'm going to watch it again in the next couple of weeks. It's funny you say that because, like, I keep kind of waiting for that next movie to be that for me. You know, like, that next discovery because of this podcast. When we yeah. when we did Frighteners, I fell in love with Frighteners. I freaking <laughs> love this movie. It's not in my top ten, but like I made my wife and mother in law watch it this past Halloween, and they both of course look at me like, "What are we watching?" I'm like, "This is Michael J. Fox is a ghost. Like, come on, this is great stuff." Um, so I do I'm, not like you. I, yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, you mean this? Mini, mini, I do not like you! Oh, that was really loud. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Edit post. Edit okay. Post. Yeah. Oh, I can't edit that. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> Sam, uh, yours is number nine. I set myself up as a blacksmith, 
as a front while I attempted to repair the damage to the time circuits. Unfortunately, this proved impossible because suitable replacement parts will not be invented until 1947. However, I've gotten quite adept at shoeing horses and fixing wagons. 1885. Amazing. I actually end up as a blacksmith in the Old West. In the Old West. In the Old West. I, the I, three. Yes, I absolutely love Back to the Future 3. Over the first two? I actually do, believe it or not. Um, really? There's something about 3, the, the, the hokey Western, the, the laughs throughout the whole thing, the train chase at the end. I don't know. There's just something about it. When I grew up, this was constantly playing on TV. And every time it played, we watched this thing. And, you know, as every kid, you wanted that hoverboard that he was using. You wanted to, you know, you wanted to be that guy that that kind of pretends to get shot and then rises up again. Right. Um, you know, Steve Thompson and I, we actually we actually found sheets of metal and made chess plates and would shoot each other with BB guns and recreate, <laughs> and recreate this scene. We actually did that. Yeah. There's just something about this movie. I love it. Um, it's a great little adventure and, uh, the, the way Marty McFly and doc, uh, get just, it's a perfect combination. I love it. There you go. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, Hey, I'm with you. I'm, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think I like the first one better, but I like the oh, really? third one. Okay. I think I like the third. Well, the first one was, again, is that thing that a lot of first movies are. They're like, they show you something great and awesome. And you're like, yeah, you know, kind of. But I like the third one for all of those reasons. I mean, yeah. he has to make the model that actually says time machine on it. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a silly movie, you know, so. Yeah, uh, the first one, it, it didn't make my top ten, but it's it was close. Yeah, it really was. That's a great uh, series. It is. It really is. Robert Zemeckis, good job yeah. doing that. How about you, Sean? Do not trigger DB until we're within range. Just use your lasers until I give the signal. Remember to leave your target. recruited by the Star League to defend the Relax. frontier. Now, are you ready? This is it. Here we go. Charge! Anybody? Is that the last Starfighter? The last Starfighter. Star yeah! <laughs> I own this on Blu-ray. I love this movie. I, 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 if I could hold it like a like a stuffed animal, I would. Um, oh, this, that's just the sweetest thing you know. This is the movie <laughs> that launched me into Star Wars. Oh, and those types of films. My so dad we blame this film. Yeah, my dad had this on VHS. I watched this thing until the the, the tape started looking really really bad. And started wow. getting grainy. I probably have seen this movie 50 times. Wow. Uh, I could quote almost the entire movie from front to back. I just, this movie was, it, this movie was every kid's dream. You mean I can play yeah. video games and then an alien's going to come down and take me into space and I can be the world, the universe's hero? Like, yeah, sign me up. So the, it was groundbreaking for its time. Um, we talk about the movies that are groundbreaking and, you know, Jurassic Park was, you know, the 90s thing until Matrix. Maybe this is the thing of the 80s. Just no one saw it is the problem. Yeah. Um, but this movie, what it did with CGI, led the way to movies like Jurassic Park. 
Um, does it hold up now? No. God, no. You, you know, the scary thing is, Opie, in that? my computer programming class in high school, mm-hmm. I was trying to design uh, programs that would draw spaceships like this movie had. The Gunstar? Yeah. The Gunstar for a long time was my screensaver on my computer. <laughs> now it's Enterprise, but anyway. So there you go. Yeah. That, so, yeah, so, all right. So we have gotten to eight, right? We are at number eight. Well, maybe we need to speed this up a little bit because this might take all night. So... Maybe not. Whatever. Chad, number eight. Number eight. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> what? I always ask that of all my prey. Again, Chad, I'm <laughs> a little surprised that this isn't like number one or two. Yeah. It was for a long time until I really started thinking about it. And it kind of got pushed. It got pushed back. Um. But it it did sit at number one for the longest time on my list. Um, again, uh, when this movie came out, I mean, I was I was at that ripe old ripe old age of it came out in ninety in eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. I was so we were seven. seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was seven years old when this thing came out, and that I wasn't really into comic books, but uh, this was my first. I think really my first encounter with a comic book hero, so to speak. And I just, you know, it's just, it's just always held a special place for me, even though, you know, it would have, would have been a timeless film if it hadn't been for Prince. But, but we've already talked about that in the previous podcast. (laughs) Okay. Batman. I love it. Uh, Corny. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, would definitely be bad boys too. That uh, would definitely be bad boys BB2. too. Do you know there there's a script going around for BB3? I, I don't want to see that. Uh, <laughs> That's a very old uh, yeah, Martin, a and very Martin, old Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Actually, I, I, Martin yeah. Lawrence and I had the same birthday. Anyway, no one cares. Um, so bad boys too. Yep. Just for the same reasons, Commando, right? Pretty much. It's fun. It's high. You energy. watch it all the time. This this is a true story. Corny and his wife, Pate, came over to our house, and we were just having, you know, dinner and a movie. And I I had just bought, like, four or five new DVDs. (laughs) This is before I had Blu-rays yet. And, like, I said, hey, Corny, pick a movie. Let's just watch something. You know, I got all these new movies here. And he's like, I'm going to watch Bad Boys 2. I'm like, that movie's, like, seven years old. Yep, let's watch Bad Boys 2. I had a great time. The girls aren't going to like watching that. I want you said Sean. You said for me to pick. I'm picking Bad Boys too. Look at <laughs> the girls and Pate's like whatever. I'm gonna fall asleep in the next 15 minutes anyway. We watch Bad Boys too. So nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, pal. That makes sense. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, oh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I'm 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 entering it the the the, uh, the data the data of oh. of of all of the movies. So you got so excited you had to all sit the down for a second. He had to see all the videotapes. All the videotapes. No, I was about to barf. Um, no, it's, okay. it's passed. Okay, we're good. And Sam's number eight. Oh, this is a long one. Uh, okay, bear with you. I'm a named me after the great Civil War hero, General Nathan Bedford Forrest. That's all we need. Okay. okay. We, that's all we need. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Um, before you say something, Sam... Yeah. Um, I want to just say this. 
I don't know why this has bothered me for as long as it has, but I worked with this person at the theme park that I worked at, and she says that every man thinks that Forrest Gump is the greatest movie ever made, and that, um, and for whatever reason, that drove her crazy. And I had to argue with her until my face was red, going, it's not the greatest film ever made. It wasn't even the greatest film of that year. No, made. absolutely not. And um, so anyway, Forrest Gump. No, it has its its holes and, and problems, but I love this film. Um, another one that hit me during that prime, just got my license, going to movies uh, time, and uh, I, I, goodness, I saw this thing in theaters at least five times. You oh. know, back when it was a dollar fifty, things right. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, this was in one of those instantly quotable things. I just love Forrest Gump. Um, I love the adventure story. I love everything it stands for and the the humility and the, I don't know, just his character. Uh, I, I like everything about what he has, to st- what he stands for. And uh, I have a lot of fun with this m- movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Actually, this, this is a movie that Andrew, um, a, a good friend of the show and, and mine, not Andrew Jimison who fills in, but another Andrew, um, we actually had seen this movie so many times in high school that we actually reenacted the entire thing in front of the youth group because uh, we were on a road tr- on a, a cross country road trip to do a mission trip, and we literally like got at the church at like midnight and had to leave at five a.m. So it was Good like, Lord, dude, like who wants to sleep at that point? So we'll sleep in the van, and he and I took an hour and reenacted the whole movie. He was Forrest Gump. I was everyone else, and I did all the sound effects. So, like during the Vietnam scenes, I'm, you know, doing the chopper on my chest, whatever. We actually did that. Um, you have, have to ask him about that. That's a real. That's that actually makes me happy. Yeah. We are at number seven. We are almost there, guys. Thank you for hanging in there. If you're still Wait a second. What was it. yours? Oh, did that not go? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was about to ready to play Chad's. Number eight for me. What's this? What's this? There's powder everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't there. What's this? I can't believe you have Nymphomaniac twice. All of the same reasons that Chad said. If those of you who are listening, <laughs> that's it actually is Nightmare for Christmas. It's just some silly joke that Sam likes to play. Um, uh, all the same reasons Chad said. Uh, I love this movie for the Tim Burtonness, the Danny Elfmanness, um, the uh, all of those reasons. I love this film. We watch it every year at Halloween, um, and sometimes at Christmas. I can't wait for my son to be old enough to watch it with me. Uh, I, 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 you still I, think he's too young? At, at two, yes. Maybe next year at three, he'll be able to handle it. It is a little scary in parts. It I could think. be, yeah. Oogie Boogie could be kind of scary, especially since he literally says, "I'm the boogeyman." Yeah, um, I don't know if that has meaning right now to a three-year-old, but maybe it does. I don't know. So, Nightmare Before Christmas is Ooh. my third. So, we've had our first repeat customer, Nightmare Before oh. Christmas, which, again, I'm surprised it was as low on Chad. So, now I'm really curious about Chad's top five. So, I'm actually anxious <laughs> to wait until next week to hear Chad's top five. Speaking of Chad, here would be Chad number... Number seven. Number seven. <laughs> Have a girl. Have a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yes. And I know this is going to be way up there on Sam's list, but um, but uh, this is just it's just a really well made film. 
And, you know, it, it's, it's come on recently, you know, a couple of times and you just sit down and watch it. And I just, I've enjoyed just sitting down and just watching Jurassic Park. And the dinosaurs look just as real now as they did back in 93 when it came out. And, um, and granted, I was not as, as scared as I was back then, but, um, but I still, I still really, really like the film. There you go. And Sam and I both saw Jurassic World this weekend and had a good time with that. Not, say, yes, not yes. together, but I, I both liked it. Um, yes. And Chad, you're right. Jurassic Park, man, when that thing came out, I was the first two. I saw that movie four times in the theater, and the first two times I could not open my eyes during the raptor scene in the kitchen. In the kitchen, it oh, scared yeah. me that bad. How old were you? I was 11. Wow. Um, it 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 actually it, it it was the third viewing when I before I realized that the, that. Like I, I knew she survived. I just didn't know how. When he dives <laughs> at the reflection, it scared me. I closed my eyes. Um, so there you go. Uh, Corny, you're up. Number seven. Oh, it's very quiet. So sorry. I'll do it again. Try it again, yeah. I heard a great Scott. That's all you heard was a great Scott and a bunch of smashing. That's all you need to know. That is all you need to know. Yes, sir. The first Back to the Future uh, would be the movie for me. Oh, nice. What makes this one? hands off her. (laughs) (laughs) The movie that teaches if you can be violent, you can get the woman. You can get the girl. That's right. If you're a peeping Tom, it's okay as long as you can punch the bad guy in the end. So we proving that violence does in fact solve problems. Everything. Everything. Violence isn't the answer. It is. It is the answer. (laughs) Isn't the only answer. It's just thank you, Corn. Um, Sam, your number seven. Uh, After I turn up the little knob, here we go. The siete. Hey, your worship. I'm only trying to help. Would you please stop calling me that? Sure, Leah. So difficult sometimes. I do, I really do. I do, I really do. <laughs> and that would, of course, be Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely, the uh, the Star Wars on my list. I was I was actually surprised that uh, another one didn't make it. Um, but I love the second one. Maybe it's because it's never on TV, or it was always harder to find. Um, but there's something about that second one that that's special. It's dark. At a time when a lot of movies weren't that way, yeah, um, and uh, I think it builds so much of the story and so much of the world of Star Wars that uh, you know it just that piques your interest in just using your imagination to to tell stories and and I love this film. I, this is my favorite out of the out of the six so far, uh, and I am with you a hundred percent on that very very subject. Okay. We are now rounding our last of our top ten of what this about episode. You? Oh, I never forgot. I keep forgetting me. <laughs> Number seven, right? That's yep. what we're doing. See. Number seven. Uh, what did you find, Junior? Junior? Uh, Dad? Please, what does it always mean? This this Junior. That's his name. Henry Jones Jr. Like Indiana. We're named the dog Indiana. Maybe go home now, please. The dog? 
<laughs> you are named after the dog? <laughs> got a lot of fond memories of that dog. Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> and that, of course, would be... Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Indiana Jones Indiana and, the Jones and the Last Crusade. It's by far my favorite of those four movies. I don't really count the fourth one because that's horrendous. Yes. Um, it nuked the fridge. Um, it literally did. In fact, it gave us that meme, nuked the fridge. Um, I, I like those movies. I like the the third one. It's just fun. I have here a, what? I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm looking at my list of 48 that I wrote down, and I don't have any of the Indiana Joes. Wow. Um, Shoot. Um, yeah, wow. I, I, okay. I, I love this movie. It makes me happy every time I see it. Um, the boat chase scene. And yeah. He he gets Hitler's autograph. I mean, just <laughs> everything about it's just fun. It's just pure. It's perfect storytelling. It really is. It's it's just it's it's actually what I would consider um, a, almost a perfect film. Um, most of my <laughs> Corny, Corny found a little noise making device in my office. I didn't know it did it. <laughs> You've been labeling these things, man. <laughs> Why is it going? It's play, it's R two D two and it's singing Happy Birthday. That's that's a bull. <laughs> that's what it does. Um, <laughs> We're gonna put this in a box and put that box <laughs> in the ocean. All right, here we go. Now number finally, six, runner six, our last of this half of our top ten. Chad, number six. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> Glorious bastards. Oh, is that no. what that is? No, Illinois, Illinois Nazis. Nazis. I've heard it. Wait, wait, wait. Is this? Uh... That wasn't the. That wasn't the one that I wanted you to play. Well, well, too bad. <laughs> what did you want me to play? We're on a mission from God. Oh, oh brothers. brothers. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just hear Nazis and I think glorious bastards. <laughs> Blues Brothers. We got uh, was it half a pack of cigarettes? Sunglasses so, and a full tank sunglasses. of gas or something like that. <laughs> Hit it. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. That that movie, uh, I, I remember a buddy of mine told me some trivia because he, he had a friend that worked on that film where they were having a hard time funding the movie. And then he's like, I will put the greatest car crash scene on film ever. And that's how they got funding for the movie. Nice. Was for the car chase scene. That's, that's that's where they're basically throwing cars onto the pile. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There's a big giant toddler just throwing cars. <laughs> Blues Brothers. This film for me, I mean, you could pick this up anywhere in the film, and you could just jump right in. You don't even have to watch the whole thing to get the idea of what's happening. And there's just so many parts of it that it's just quotable. Um, John Belushi is excellent. Dan Aykroyd, a young Dan Aykroyd, um, again, just phenomenal. Um, I very much hilarious love zombie film. John Belushi. Zombie Belushi. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just great. I love it. All right, you are not alone in that. Um, I know a lot of people that really really love that movie. Corny, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do this. Hit it. No matter how hard I try, the ones I love will always, always get hurt. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> always hurts. not finish the line. Always not finish the line. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tobey Maguire. Couldn't even finish the line. Jerk. Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
you know, it almost made mine. It really almost. did. Uh, yeah, but yeah, for uh, for many reasons. One, uh, Spider Man being my favorite um, comic book character. Um, that was the first time that I saw when I saw the movie. The first time I thought, yeah, this we, is the way it should be. This is the way it's supposed to be. Even though it, the web comes out of his hands, you didn't care. Well, I, didn't I cared. Care. I cared for a little bit, but then. Uh, I think in a conversation with you, you were like, it looks weird to come out. I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. I, I thought it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> did you and I see that in the theater together? In we Boone? did. That was, it's the antithesis of the new Batman stuff, basically. It was light. It was colorful. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, is, yeah. which is different a, because the guy that directed it's a horror film genre guy. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Um, also had Bruce Campbell in it, so you know. Well, of course it had Bruce Campbell in it because um, <laughs> it's uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, Sam, your number six starts now. Cease. I didn't think it would end this way. End? No, the journey doesn't end here. Death. Obviously, <laughs> Return of the King. Lord of the Rings, yeah, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Horrible recording, but it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you put your phone up to like the speaker of your TV? No, or no, that was probably just whatever link I found on that site didn't work as as well. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, as others, but, but admit it when you hear that those lines, you immediately know what's happening. Um, yeah. The movie that taught us what epic movies. Uh, are all about right. um, the lead up of that entire series came to that movie and it did not disappoint um, one Oscar for best picture absolutely I still get chill bumps thinking about it the the uh, the final the final battle um, the struggle with the ring um, the the stakes at play um, everything felt big everything felt real and it just Culminated until the ghost showed up. <laughs> well, yeah, it, 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 it's nothing it, to shake a finger at. You know, it. <laughs> it culminated in a movie that just it still amazes me t- me today when you see those the 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 expanse shots of in front of uh, in front of the castles and it's just it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's well acted. I love it. Um, and uh, every now and then I I put it on here in the basement in Blu-ray and, and pump up the volume. And uh, and watch it again. It's it's uh, it's one heck of a movie. Yeah, can't disagree. Look at Toby showing up in two of the number sixes. What Toby? Toby? No, not Toby. Damn it! I do that every time. Who's Toby? You thinking of Elijah Wood? 
Elijah Wood and Toby. Oh. I'll do it every time. I do it every single time. I just want people to to, to know that wasn't me. That, that time. wasn't yes. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't Sam. Sam. That was corny. I confuse two people a lot, and uh, the other one would be um, the guy who plays Vance uh, on uh, <laughs> NCIS, and then uh, Rocky Carroll. Yeah, and another guy. But anyway, continue. Another black guy. Pretty much it's racist. <laughs> and my number six. Wait, what about? Oh yeah, okay. Never right. Mind. Yes, my turn. Right. <laughs> yeah. I actually remembered this time. Sam's like, no, no, no. We don't. We don't my want, number six. We don't want your kind. You ready? This is Burke. It snows nine months of the year and hails the other three. Any food that grows here is tough and tasteless. The people that grow here are even more so. The only upsides are the pets. While other places have ponies or parrots, we have dragons. <laughs> and there you go. I defy you not to smile during the flying scene oh, in that movie. Gosh, I'll do it. I won't smile. Yeah, you will. No, <laughs> your your body will smile even though your face won't. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, How I to Train do. Your Dragon? When this thing came out, Sam said, "Dude, go watch this movie right now." And yep. so my wife and I did, and I fell in love with this movie. I bought it for my wife for her birthday and proceeded to watch it six times in a week. Yeah, um, good for you. I mean, I couldn't get enough of this thing. I own the soundtrack. Um, I have, Which it should have won freaking best yeah, soundtrack that year. Oh, yeah. What won I'm that year? I'm still mad just about garbage. that. Yeah, it, won, it lost to the social network. Yeah, that's right. Um, and for what it's worth, the guy that won it went up on stage and was like, this, this shouldn't be mine. It should be Hans Zimmer up here um, or the other guy, Michael Giacchino for um, Up. Or something like that. Anyway, yeah, some yeah, something different. Anyway, How to Train Your Dragon. I love this movie. It's great. It's it's it, it's there's nothing original other than the fact that you know it's a boy and his dog. Only the dog is a dragon, and it's a and, cat, and it's a cat, <laughs> sort of. It kind of is cat-like. Um, I love the movie. I it's just I can't really talk enough about this. When people I find out have not seen this movie, I literally Chad. take my DVD. Chad's not seen How to Train Your Dragon. Chad, why would you, why would you do that? Save oh, yourself. Chad. Sam, you own it, don't you? Uh, I don't know if I own it. I used to have it on DVR, but we lost that DVR oh, recording. Oh, gosh. I have, Sam, I have, um, um, <laughs> um, what's it called? Friggin' Blade Runner in my car next time I see it to give to you because you need to watch Blade Runner. And then I'll give you my copy of my DVD of uh, How to Train Your Dragon so you two can watch it. So there you go. That's our top ten. That's yes. half of our top ten. Um, you, the listeners, or at least one of you, the listeners, wanted to know, and now you know. At least half of our list. And knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. Last uh, Next week, we will do one through ten, or one through five, or five through one. And it's very interesting to me that we didn't have a whole heck of a lot of uh, repeats. Yeah, pretty much just the, um, really, so only be- the Nightmare Before Christmas was the only repeat. Yeah. Yeah. So far. I know so Jurassic Park is going to come back later, but that's okay. Maybe. Maybe. My yeah. ass. Exactly. 
Says, um, says the guy with the, the original poster and the stand-up uh, cardboard cutouts of the drafters. And... Where'd, you, where'd you find that shirt? On eBay. Don't you think it's a little distasteful? <laughs> yep. Speaking of, you know what movie I'd like to see? What's that? The prequel to Jurassic World. How did they get it settled? Oh, uh, I don't know. Science and things. Because science. Uh, because science. Muffin well, there button. You go. There, <laughs> muffin button. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode of Cheap Seat Reviews. I know it's long, uh, but if you have a long road trip, this is the episode to listen to. You Absolutely. may follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. You can follow me at Sean J. Allred, at Suniji16, that's S-O-N-E-J-I-16. For Sam, Johnny Darko16 for Corny, and Maestro underscore Evans, that's M-A-E. S-T-R-O underscore Evans uh, on Twitter. That's for Chad. Um, please go to our Facebook page, uh, um, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Please, any email. We will clearly do whatever you say because we're just a bunch of dancing monkeys. Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. No corny, that's not racist. Whoa! Um, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We really appreciate oh, you guys yeah. listening. This has been a fun episode. I can't wait next week to do our... Five through one. Uh, the movie that we're supposedly doing is Goon because I can't convince Sam not to do it. So next week is Goon, that uh, Sean William Scott uh, thing where he plays hockey or something. So there you go. Uh, and I'm still watching Chuck, and it's amazing. Uh, how Game of Thrones just ended, and everyone is Everybody sad. dies. Everybody dies. Literally. That's it. Everyone dies. That's right. Everyone dies. So on behalf of Corny Chad saying, Mr. Sean saying tonight, thanks for listening. And have a great evening. Four days or more.